Surah Fussilat, we will begin from ayah number 25. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. وَقَيَّضْنَا And we appointed لَهُمْ for them قُرَنَاءَ Friends. We appointed for them certain type of friends. What kind of friends? فَزَيَّنُوا So they adorned, they beautified لَهُمْ for them, meaning their friends beautified for them. مَا بَيْنَ أَيْدِيهِمْ That which was before them. وَمَا خَلْفَهُمْ And that which was behind them. Meaning, of their sins. They beautified their sins for them. The word qayyadna is from the root letters qaf, ya, dad. And the word qayyad is actually used for the thin membrane that is on an egg. So between the egg and the eggshell, you know there's that white thin membrane, which is very difficult to remove. That is what qayyad is. So qayyad is to Attach something to the other. Qayyada is to attach something to the other. Taqid, qayyada, taqid is to put one thing with another, assign it. And when over here it is used in the context of friendship, what does it mean? Qayyadna lahum qurana. That they were put in the company of certain friends. Those friends were attached to them just like the shell or the membrane is attached to the egg. Attached, completely attached. And the word qurana is the plural of the word qareen. What is qareen? Qareen is used for a friend. But there are many words in the Arabic language that are used for friend. Qareen, from the word qarn, qarn is also used for a century. right? A long period of time, multiple generations. So a qareen is someone with whom a long period of time is spent. You understand? So, not just a friend because you were with them in school once upon a time, or six years ago you knew them, right? Or five years ago you knew them. No, it's somebody who's been with you, you've been with them for a long time. And generally the word qareen is not used for a good friend. Rather, it's used for a friend who has some bad influence on the other. So for example, shaitan. We learn that every person with him is a shaitan trying to misguide him constantly. Whisper evil and suggest evil thoughts, suggest evil actions to him. And that shaitan is known as qareen. Why? Because he is constantly with the person and constantly trying to be a bad influence on him. So, وَقَيَّضْنَا لَهُمْ قُرَنَا What does it mean by this? We look at the previous verses. In the previous verses, what was mentioned? Those who are the enemies of Allah. The a'da of Allah. Who don't even bother to listen to the call of the messenger. Who don't even bother to listen to the message of the Prophet. And they deny blindly. And also their wrong thoughts about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Allah doesn't know about what we are doing. And so they continue to perform sin without realizing that their own body is going to be a witness against them. So here, what is mentioned, that these people, they committed sin, they persisted on their wrong, forgetting that their limbs will be witness against them. Why? Because they were constantly in bad company. They surrounded themselves with people who are not a good influence on them. Instead, they were a bad influence on them. And so in the company of these people, what happened? They even forgot that Allah is watching me. 
they forgot that Allah is listening to me. They forgot that. And it's amazing how there are so many things that a person would never do on their own. They would only do it when they're with their friends or with a certain group of people. So, وَقَيَّضْنَا لَهُمْ قُرَنَا فَزَيَّنُوا لَهُمْ مَا بَيْنَ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَمَا خَلْفَهُمْ And these friends beautified, adorned for them that which was before them and that which was behind them. What does it mean by this? That which was before them and behind them, meaning of sin. Their sins. And why are sins described as before and after? Because there are some sins which a person has committed already. Right? And there are other sins that a person is committing at present or he will be committing in the future. He intends to commit them. He plans to commit them. And you see generally what happens. If you've done something wrong, it burdens you. Right? It weighs heavily on you. You live with some kind of regret. But certain friends, what they will do is that they will make you feel that if you did something wrong, that was justified. They will not allow you to feel bad about your mistakes. In fact, they will encourage you to commit more mistakes. They will encourage you that you should do more of this wrong stuff. Let me give you an example. Let me make this realistic. Okay? Let's say you are a, you know, teenager. Okay? In school. Okay? Even if you're an adult, imagine when you were a teenager. Alright? And, uh, in school and you come across this guy and he looks pretty hot. Or, is that how guys are described? Yeah? Okay. I feel old sometimes. Anyway, and uh, you see him and you're like, Astaghfirullah, you know, I shouldn't look at the guy like that. And your a friend passes by and she's like, hmm, you just turned red in the face. What's going on? And do you know this guy? Does he know you? Do you know him? And you're like, no, 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 Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah. And then what happens? Like, it's okay, it's okay. I can understand, you know, even I have a crush on so-and-so, but you can't take him. And then what happens? A whole discussion starts. And here you were feeling guilty about looking at a guy in a particular way and somebody is making you feel like, yeah, you should do more of this. And if a group of friends is talking about boys, boys, boys the whole time, what happens? You feel kind of dumb that you don't have a crush on anybody. You know what I mean? So it's as if you are encouraged to dwell on wrong, you are encouraged to continue the wrong and not feel guilty about anything wrong you did in the past. Let's say you cheated on an exam, alright, and a friend saw you, and then she's giggling with you, right, and she's kind of encouraging you that yes, let's do it again. You see, many people, they end up doing wrong things. Why? Because of who? Because of who? Their friends. Because of their company. Why? Because friends will adorn sins for you that you would not find good. You would not find beautiful. You know, when somebody is trying drugs for the first time, why are they doing it? Because somebody almost bullied them into it. Right? Why don't you do this? It's like you're not cool enough if you don't try this already. Right? So, فَزَيَّنُوا لَهُمْ مَا بَيْنَ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَمَا خَلْفَهُمْ They adorn for them their sins, which sins the past and the future. And so, when a person finds 
sin's beautiful, how is he going to repent? How is he going to seek forgiveness? And also, فَزَيَّنُوا لَهُمْ مَا بَيْنَ أَيْدِيهِمْ What is before them, meaning of akhirah, and what is behind them, as in of dunya. What does it mean by this? The matters of the akhirah. So, for instance, accountability, reward and punishment. They just beautify this whole thing for them. That no, no, it's okay, you'll be forgiven. Allah is most merciful. He won't hold you accountable. And the matters of dunya also, this is a sin, this is something wrong. But it's okay. Everybody does it. Everybody has fun. You also chill, take it easy. So, فَزَيَّنُوا لَهُمْ مَا بَيْنَ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَمَا خَلْفَهُمْ Just as for shaytan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَعِدُهُمْ وَيُمَنِّيهِمْ وَمَا يَعِدُهُمُ الشَّيْطَانُ إِلَّا غُرُورًا Shaytan, he promises them, and he also gives them false hopes, but the promises of shaytan are nothing except for delusion, deception. So, فَزَيَّنُوا لَهُمْ مَا بَيْنَ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَمَا خَلْفَهُمْ وَحَقَّ And it was justified. Alayhim against them, upon them. Al-Qawlu, the word. Which word? The decree of punishment. Meaning they were deserving of it. Fi umamin, amongst other nations. Plural of the word ummah. Meaning they will end up having the same fate as other nations. Which nations? Qad khalat min qablihim. That passed before them. Min al-jinni wal-ins of jinn and men. إِنَّهُمْ كَانُوا خَاسِرِينَ Indeed, they were all losers. So just as previous nations before them of men, of jinn, had gone astray, misled by their friends, likewise, these people on the same path, misled by their friends, ending up at the same place, إِنَّهُمْ كَانُوا خَاسِرِينَ Indeed, they are all losers. Now, this ayah, this is basically warning us against the company that we have. The people that we surround ourselves with, what do they do and what do they encourage us to do? Apparently it seems from the word وَقَيَّضْنَا that certain bad company is forced on some people. Because Allah is saying that we have assigned to them these friends. So one might say, well, what's my fault if certain company has been destined for me? What's my fault in that? The thing is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not force bad company on anybody. Alright? What happens is that in every group, people look for those who are like them. People look for those who are like them, who will agree with them, who will tell them to do what they want to do. And we see that good people look for good people. And people who have other inclinations look for those who have similar inclinations. Even amongst the Sahaba, people who were sincere believers, was there not Abdullah bin Ubay, the hypocrite? He was surrounded by good company, wasn't he? But what did he look for? People who were like him. And did he find them? Yes. Did he find a following? Yes. He made his own tribe. He became a leader of that tribe. Amongst the purest believers amongst the Sahaba. So we can never say that, well, it's not my fault because, you know, I go to school or, or I live in this country, I live in this society, my family is like that. No. The thing is that whatever you want inside, your friends are basically a reflection of who you are. Because we see that Fir'aun and Asiya, were they not married? Were they not married? Of course they were. But 
Could Fir'aun influence Asiya? Could he? He couldn't. He even tortured her, abused her physically to somehow have her give up her faith. But did he manage to do that? No. Imagine, they were married. But still Fir'aun could not influence Asiya. So we can't always blame our friends for the wrong that we do. We have to take responsibility. And we must realize that the people that I am surrounded with are actually a reflection of who I am. So if you want people around you to change, begin the change from where? From yourself. And you know like it is said that you are an average of the five people that you hang out with. You are an average of five people that you hang out with. That you are usually around. So the five top people that you interact with, that you sit with, that you eat with, that you talk to, then you become an average of them. So for example, if there is a woman and she's constantly around children without having any conversations with adults or reading a book or anything like that, what's going to happen? Even in her normal conversation, she's going to start talking about kitty stuff. Isn't it? And we see children on the other hand who are always interacting with adults, what happens? They start talking about really mature stuff. So this is true. Our friends are a reflection of us. So we can never put the blame entirely in our friends, on our friends. We have to take responsibility. Go ahead. So I'm in a program at school where um, it's a very, very limited group of people. It's literally like 15, 20 people since grade 4 that we've been stuck together and now I'm in grade 12 and it's like the friends we can have in that group are very limited and we have to take the same classes, the same courses, everything, right? So I was never satisfied with the kinds of friends I had there and the choice there was that either I stay with that group and bear the kind of stuff they would talk about or kind of distance myself from that group and not get any help on assignments and stuff that we would do in those classes, but have good friends. And then, alhamdulillah, I chose friends who aren't necessarily from that group, but they're good, alhamdulillah. And I, I still get the work and I'm, I'm good at it. Alhamdulillah. You see, this doesn't mean that we have to cut ourselves off from people. Just because somebody appears to be a bad influence on us, we pretend like they don't exist anymore. No, there is going to be some interaction. Like we see, Abdullah bin Ubay lived in Medina, right? Don't we find a hadith in which the Prophet ﷺ spoke to him? Or he came and spoke to the Prophet ﷺ? Or there was interaction with other companions? There was, right? So what I'm telling you is not that you should completely cut off from people who seem to be a bad influence on you, but when you see that someone is adorning sins for you, something that is clearly wrong, but they're beautifying it for you, then be wise. Be wise over there. You know, for instance, if there's a particular individual at school, and every time you sit with them, you get in trouble because of the fact that they talk a lot, or they're always on their phone, and they engage you in their conversations also, and the teacher gets upset, and they get detention, and because of them, you also get detention. This happens once, twice, three times, four times. Wake up. When you go to class and when you see them and they call you to sit next to them, go choose a different spot. Be wise. Right? So when it comes to the matters of the world also, we have to be wise. When it comes to the matters of akhirah, when it comes to the matters of deen, we have to be extremely careful. Because 
This is so dangerous. So we have to wake up over there. In Surah Al-A'raf, Ayah 202, we are taught, وَإِخْوَانُهُمْ يَمُدُّونَهُمْ فِي الْغَيِّ ثُمَّ لَا يُقْصِرُونَ That their friends, they pull them into misguidance and then they don't fall short. Meaning they make sure that they're led into misguidance. In Surah Furqan, Ayah 28, also we learn, يَا وَيْلَتَا لَيْتَنِي لَمْ أَتَّخِذْ فُلَانًا Khalila. Oh, I wish I had not taken so and so as a friend. Because Lakad Adallani Anidhikri Barda Idjaani. He took me astray from the message after it had come to me. Meaning I knew what I was supposed to do, what I was supposed to avoid. But this person pushed me into misguidance. Yes. Like nowadays, it's in the fashion that everybody has some guys in high school or in university. You have to have one guy. So, one of my, I know somebody, of course she was a Quran student, she was not having any boyfriend. So when she went to university, the break time, everybody used to go to their guy friends. And she was stuck. So finally, like you said, that you find the company you are, she found a girl, because she was alone, she found a girl who was Christian, And she was practicing Christians. She said, in our religion, even we don't make boyfriends unless until we are 18 or we are across that age. So she said, I'm very practicing girl and I don't make boyfriends like this. So she found her company and she's enjoying now with her. Alhamdulillah. You see, there is a time when you have to experience that loneliness. Right? It's part of the process. You experience that loneliness and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does give you the best company, the best of friends who are a good influence on you and who help you stay firm. So what do we learn from this ayah? That we have to look for people, Okay, we have to ensure that we are in the company of those who will not congratulate us when we've done something wrong. Those who will not clap for us when we've done something wrong. So look for those who are either critical, alright, who are critical in the sense that they are able to tell you when you've done something wrong, alright, they're neutral towards you, they will not agree with everything that you do, they have this level where they will advise you and they will correct you if there is a need. Because if you're surrounded by people who are constantly saying, yeah, yeah, you're good, you're good, you're good. You're never going to know where you're making mistakes, where you're falling short. وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا And those who disbelieve say, لَا تَسْمَعُوا Do not listen لِهَذَا الْقُرْآنِ to this Qur'an. Those who disbelieve say to each other, so you see the effect of bad company? They say, don't even listen to this Qur'an. And we discussed earlier about how easy it is to just listen. And how difficult it was for the mushrikeen to not listen to the Qur'an. Because the Qur'an was so attractive in its wordings, in its rhythm. So they said, don't listen to this Qur'an and instead, وَالْغَوْ فِيهِ And make noise in it. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَغْلِبُونَ So that you will overcome. تَغْلِبُونَ غَيْنْ لَامْبَ 
you will be superior, you will overcome, meaning your way shall prevail. The Qur'an will not be heard, it will not be understood. Now, look at what they said. وَالْغَوْفِهِ Make noise in it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that when the Qur'an is recited, what should you do? فَاسْتَمِعُوا لَهُ وَأَمْصِتُوا Listen to it and be silent. These people said, do not listen to it and instead make noise. The exact opposite. And وَالْغَوْفِهِ لَامْ غَيْنْ وَاو لَغَ Literally it is used for the chirping of the birds. And not the beautiful chirping, but the noisy chirping. Alright? Noisy chirping. Because sometimes, you know, these sounds, they can be so loud that it's difficult to carry a conversation. It's difficult to hear the person who's talking to you. So, from this, وَالْغَوْفِهِ What the word means is that you make noise. Make noise how? That you raise your voices. Right? Start whistling and clapping and just start talking loudly so that the Qur'an cannot be heard. Drown out the sound of Qur'an with your noise. Drown out the sound of the Qur'an. How? With your noise. Do something at that time. Say something at that time. Secondly, وَالْغَوْفِهِ لَهُ What kind of speech is لَهُ? Useless, vain, unnecessary, inappropriate. Right? So, وَالْغَوْفِهِ Meaning speak nonsense. And what they meant by that was that when the Qur'an is being recited and serious stuff is being spoken about, at that time, crack a joke or pass a comment that will basically destroy the effect of the Qur'an. For instance, we learned earlier about how the verses concerning Zakum, when the Prophet ﷺ recited them, what did Abu Jahl do? He said to his maid servant, go bring some bread and something, right? butter and dates or something, this is Zakum. And everybody began laughing. That here is Muhammad ﷺ reciting such serious verses about punishment in the hereafter, hellfire. And here Abu Jahl, you know, he just said that Zakum is butter and dates. So, وَالْغَوْفِيهِ Say such things. Why? لَعَلَّكُمْ تَغْلِبُونَ So that you will overcome. When the Qur'an will not be heard, it will not be understood, then your way shall prevail. Now this was a scheme. Right? It was a, a trick on their part, create distraction when the Qur'an is recited so that people don't even learn about the Qur'an. This is similar to how Nadr bin al-Harith, he went to different places and he came back with stories of different legends of different countries. Right? And then every time somebody was being affected by the Qur'an, he would distract him with his dancing women who would give him alcohol and sing to him and tell him stories. So likewise, People came up with this plot also. Allah says, we shall definitely make them taste. Who? Alladina kafaru, those who deny. What will we make them taste? Adaban shadidan, a severe punishment. And surely we shall definitely recompense them with what? Aswa'a, worst. Of الَّذِي كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Of that which they used to do. Their recompense will be according to the worst actions, the worst crimes that they committed. We learn elsewhere that certain people, Allah will reward them according to the best deeds that they performed. And we see the same for punishment. The punishment will be according to the worst crimes. 
ذَلِكَ That is jaza'u recompense of أَعْدَاءِ Enemies of Allah. أَعْدَاء is the plural of adu, Because a friend of Allah would never do such. That when the Qur'an is recited, he's not listening. No. A friend of Allah would pay attention to the words of Allah. He wouldn't even make noise at that time to get distracted from that recitation. So, ذَلِكَ جَزَاءُ أَعْدَاءِ اللَّهِ النَّارِ What is the jaza? It is النَّارِ لَهُمْ فِيهَا For them in it is دَارُ الْخُلْدِ Home of eternity. Why? جَزَاءً A recompense بِمَا كَانُوا Because they used to be آيَاتِنَا With our verses يَجْحَدُونَ They reject. And remember the meaning of juhud? What kind of denial is this? With ilm, with knowledge. So such people are described as the enemies of Allah. Who are the enemies of Allah? Who are the enemies of Allah? Who don't listen to the Qur'an and don't let others listen either. They exert their efforts in preventing people from the Qur'an. وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا And those who disbelieve, they will say, when? In the fire. When they shall be given their punishment, when they will meet their outcome, they will say, Rabbana, our Lord, Arina, show to us. Show to us, Alladaini. The word is not Alladina. What is it? Alladaini. And Alladaini means the two who. Those two. The two who. Adallana. They both misled us. The two who misled us min al-jinni wal-ins among the jinn and men. Meaning from among the jinn and among people, those who misled us, show them to us. We want to see them. Those who brought us here, we want to see them. Why? So that naj'alhuma. We may make them, we may place them, both of them, Tahta beneath aqdamina our feet. We want to trample over them. We want to walk over them. We want to crush them with our feet. Aqdamina, plural of the word, qadam. What does this show? How angry they are at those who misled them. But it's amazing how in the world, how easily they followed them and they obeyed them. They listened to them. So obediently and humbly. Look at how this friendship is turning into hate. How that love is turning into anger. لِيَكُونَ So that both may become مِنَ الْأَسْفَلِينَ Amongst the lowest, the most abased. Asfalin, plural of the word asfal. And who is asfal? One who is most low. Meaning we want to see them to ensure that they are getting the worst treatment over here. We want to make sure that they are in a worse position than us. And if we have to crush them with our feet, we will do that. Look at how this friendship has turned into hatred. What do we see here? Typical that how people will be angry at each other in hellfire. Today, yes, there are many bonds of friendship and love. But remember, any bond of friendship that is based on disobedience to Allah then this friendship is going to turn into hatred. This apparent love is going to turn into enmity. This commitment that people have today is going to turn into rage in the hereafter. So anyone who is 
a means of taking you away from Allah. Remember, in reality, they're not your friend. And in reality, you are not their friend either. Because if we are helping each other disobey Allah, this is not friendship. What is friendship? That you want the best for the other. You help the other. It was mentioned earlier about how friends, they help you in your assignments and your projects and your work. Right? You hang out with them. Why? Because you want good for your friends and your friends want good for you. But if there is a person who is working to harm you and you are working to harm them, will you call this friendship? No. So any cooperation on sin, remember that is not friendship, even if it's done in the name of friendship. In reality it is not friendship. And we see how all such bonds will be destroyed in the hereafter when people will meet their result. Now it is said that the two who misled us among the jinn and men, who are these two? Remember that in Surah An-Nas, what do we learn? That الَّذِي يُوَسْوِسُ فِي صُدُورِ النَّاسِ مِنَ الْجِنَّةِ وَالنَّاسِ That shaitan, the one who misguides people, is not necessarily only from among the jinn. But they're also from the people. Because where shaitan whispers evil thoughts, there are people who will come and not whisper, but speak out evil suggestions to us. Right? So, الَّذَيْنِ مِنَ الْجِنِّ وَالْإِنس refers to any person who has been a cause of misguidance, whether human or jinn. Some have said that the two over here is specifically referring to the leader of all misguiders among the jinn. And who is that? Iblis. And from among the humans, who is it? Qabil. Why Qabil? Because what did Qabil do? He initiated aggression. He initiated oppression. He initiated murder and many other sins. He was the first one to do it. How? You see, Iblis in the skies, in the heavens, it was his jealousy for Adam salam that led him to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and led him to his kufr, right? And to so many wrong things. In the world, who was it? It was Qabil who was envious of his brother because the sacrifice of his brother was accepted and his sacrifice was not accepted. And out of that envy, what did he do? He killed his own brother. Didn't he? So he initiated sin in the world. So people in hell will say, we want to see Iblis and Qabil, the leaders, the pioneers of sin, of disobedience to Allah, those who initiated sinning. We want to see them in order to make sure that they are getting the worst treatment. And we see how friendship will turn into hatred even in general. Recitation. <laughs> قَدْ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ مِنَ الْجِنِّ وَالْإِنْسِ إِنَّهُمْ كَانُوا خَاسِرِينَ 
Exactly. That where we are blaming our friends sometimes or wondering if they're really a good influence on us or not, we need to analyze ourselves also that what kind of a friend am I? Right? Am I a positive, a good influence on somebody or am I just encouraging them on their wrong and not correcting them when they need to be corrected? What kind of a friend am I? Right? Because a person is on the religion of his friend. Our friends are a reflection of us. And we are a reflection of our friends. So if anything goes wrong, then it's equal responsibility as we see in the last verse that we learned, that both will be suffering. And on the other hand, where there is good, then inshallah, that good is also shared. <laughs> 